turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to The Firing Line with Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your host, Rick Travis. Fellow Patriots, welcome to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Here on CRPA Firing Line Radio, we have with us today the Director of Grassroots and Advocacy, Kevin Small, who will be discussing everything that we're looking at in this brand new 2024. But folks... This is going to be a wonderful year on Fine Line Radio. I want to thank all of you that have been with us, stay with us, listen to us on the podcast. And I want to wish you all a happy and blessed new year. But we're also coming into a, a crisis. In fact, I'm going to tell you today, we're in a crisis, a crisis of epic proportions. We live in a state that is now 68 and probably, honestly, closer to the $80 billion mark. That's not hyperbole. That's not the scary these are facts. Fact is, the governors in Maine were $68 billion. So where's the $80 billion come from? Well, if you remember a year ago, we're only in the, the low $20 billion. And then, well, no, just kidding. We're in the $30 bit. Nope. A couple months later, no, just kidding. We're in the $40 bit. It's because they're undercutting everything that they report in Sacramento. Um, it is an epic crisis. The building in the legislature is torn apart. We have new leadership that has taken over the Senate, new leadership that's taken over the Assembly. It's been musical chairs to who's running what committees. Um, you have Democrats going after each other because with this budget shortfall that is predicted to add billions more when the tax revenue doesn't come through because of policies that this government has put in place that has forced taxpayers and businesses out of California, which means there's less revenue to come in, which means that deficit's going to grow. How bad is that deficit, and why are we talking about it on Firing Line Radio? It is so bad, folks, that we, all things considered, adjusting for inflation, adjusting for the, the value of, of the dollar, adjusting for the number of people, we are in a worse economic point than we were in the 1930s during the Great Depression. That is right. California is more in debt today than we were in the Great Depression of the 1930s. We have went back a hundred years in economic turmoil. Why does that impact everything that we love here on Fine Line Radio? Because they're looking to come after whoever they can to get money. And under number one group of people they like to pick on, law abiding citizens who are exercising enumerated right, which is what I have Kevin on today to talk about because folks, what happened over the holidays is beyond horrific. 
we have the very definition of a constitutional crisis. We have an enumerated right, the Second Amendment, that that Second Amendment has been effectively removed by the governor, by his cronies with the passage of Senate Bill 2. We took it to the courts. Judge Carney sat there and said, you can't do this. It's absolutely unconstitutional. Wrote a beautiful piece that you can go to the CRPA website, crpa.org, and read, where Judge Carney said, no, this is unconstitutional for the following reasons, and lists them. And what happened? The governor threw a temper tantrum, got his stooge, the Attorney General Bonta, to to not do his job, which is to hold the governor in check, but instead, he is nothing more than Newsom's yes man. And he went out and helped get a three-judge panel who said, uh, yeah, we really don't have a reason for this, but yeah, what Carney said about staying this, no, we're not going to stay it. We're not going to allow it. And that means, folks, they have till January to file their replies. Then we will have a month to file ours, and then the courts will have a month to hear it. It means that Californians, law-abiding citizens, are without their Second Amendment rights well into the summer months. Kevin, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely good to be on. And uh, if I, you know, I'm trying to distill what you're saying uh, as you're saying it here. And to me, what it really comes down to is uh, poor management. You know, we see uh, uh, Disney in the last couple of years, uh, you know, lose 50% of, of what their stock price is. People got fired. Uh, and people got fired at the top. Uh, you know, we, we have bad management in California right now. And to people like you and me, maybe to you listening, it's not a surprise. Uh, but this Democrat supermajority, most of which is anti-Second Amendment, are running our state poorly. Uh, at the end of the day, you look at each individual law, uh, you might get upset. You might get motivated to do something about it. Honestly, uh, an organization like CRPA looks to utilize and harness uh, that motivation to actually do something productive. But, uh, you know, you can look at these lawsuits and the, the highs and the lows and, and, and emotionally go up and down with them. At the end of the day, what it comes down to is the people who are running our state are not managing it correctly. They're, they're not doing it in good faith. They're not doing it to uphold your constitutional right as a citizen. Uh, and they deserve to be fired. And now is the, is the best time to be having this conversation because we're coming into 2024 elections. There's going to be a lot of buzz because this is a presidential election. It's the Trump redemption tour. Everybody's upset at Biden. Yes, we know all these things, but we also need to have a focus in California because we're going down a bad path just as a state. So now is, is there's no better time than now to be having this conversation and figuring out how you're going to get the information you need to go to the ballot box and how you're going to affect change within your community and educate others. And, you know, on that, everyone, you need to realize Sacramento this year is not Sacramento that it's been in every other year. It's worse. Yes, it's actually worse. And here's why it's worse. Normally this week and next week, I would be looking at new legislation being proposed. The legislature functions in a two-year cycle with the odd and then the even years, the second year, that would be 2024. And we'd be looking at, you know, several bills coming down, which we still are. But the point is they're not going to drop those bills till mid-February. Why? 
because they can encase them and house them so that they don't impact anything they're doing in the election and they won't come present to where we can actually fight against them until after the March primary. Because right now we have 80 members of the assembly, all 80 that are running for office, and we have half of the Senate, 40 people running. So all those staffs are distracted with that and a budget crisis of epic proportions. And so as a result, this is going to take what is a seven-month drag-out fight to the end, longest in the West legislative session, and compress it to half that amount. And as you know, Kevin Gibbs, we've been talking offline, this is going to be incredibly hard to get the information out. Folks, you've got to realize this is not being done artificial or, or, you know, by accident. This is not artificial. This is well-constructed. The Dems wanted a primary in March because it met every other year when the session was getting ready to close. When the most important legislation came down, they could force it into a very small area and call crisis, call it emergency, call it all sorts of things to gain the hype they need to slam these things down our throats. And this is why we're in a constitutional crisis. This is where the state is going to divide because it's now or never. And sometimes it can seem so polarizing. I mean, the way that the media is, uh, you know, if you're listening to, to this radio broadcast, you know, there, there's a high probability that you are a politically charged person, but it's also important and something that I can tell you I experience firsthand just being in the field all the time. The entire uh, citizenry is not politically charged. Uh, what we tend to see in the media, what we tend to experience in our uh, social networks when we are politically charged uh, are a lot of people who are politically inclined. But uh, if you're wondering whether or not there's a population out there whose minds can be changed or made up, they certainly do exist. And, and this is where uh, you see the intersection of organizations like CRPA, Gun Owners of California, specifically on the Second Amendment topic, really intersect because, you know, there are a lot of new gun owners that we saw just over COVID. There were a lot of minds changed uh, for people who wanted to protect themselves at that time. We keep seeing this time and time again. There's no reason to think differently going into the, the next election. And, folks, we're going to be breaking down in the, in the following segments today all the different issues that are impacting you. We're going to be looking at you, the law-abiding citizen. We're going to be looking at the next generation. We're going to be looking at how you can get in the trenches and fight back because, like Kevin has said, you most likely have had enough. You've had enough of being taxed into oblivion. You've had enough of going to the grocery store and realizing that, you know, $150 used to buy a cart full of groceries, and now you're lucky if you can get out with $150 for one bag of groceries. You know, this has become ridiculous. It's become ridiculous that I could used to go and take a bunch of kids from the church or from a scout unit or from just at the range, and say, yeah, sure, I'll give you 5,000 rounds to use for 22 practice, or I'll give you a case of shotgun rounds. And it didn't cost me $400. It cost me less than 100 bucks. And and now that we've got a new tax coming on, and a tax that all it's designed to do is to give a government more money while it drives us in debt. Remember, it was just a couple of years ago our governor said, oh, we got billions in reserves. How did we go from billions in reserves to the worst we've been since the depression mismanagement as kevin said mismanagement 
And when people mismanage your business and your livelihood, you fire them. And that means we vote them out of office. We'll be back on Fine Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the legislative director of the California Rifle Pistol Association, the guy up there in Sacramento fighting for your rights, and with me, along my side all the time fighting, working with people like you up and down the state is Kevin Small, our director of advocacy and grassroots. He is here today, and we're now going to go into this constitutional crisis, starting off with the passage of Senate Bill 2, which we briefly mentioned, which removes your right to exercise the Second Amendment as a law-abiding citizen. And I want to put something out, Kevin, before I have you jump in, because I know this has just infuriated you as much as me. But, folks, let's let's dispel the lie. We're not even going to be nice this year on Fine Line Radio. We're not going to say innuendos. We're not going to say canned little sweet words. We're going to call things what they are, the lie. The lie is that we pass all this anti-gun legislation because we want to protect Californians from gun violence. Folks, when people say that to you, say, okay, so let's, let's go to magic world, as I like to call it. We go to magic world. All these laws were passed, every single law, including Senate Bill 2. Kevin, would that stopped the massacre in San Bernardino? No. Would have it stopped the Sacramento shooting? No. The one in Gilroy? No. The one down in San Diego? No. At the, yeah, none. None of these. None of these get stopped. But you know what does stop? It stops you. The law of buying citizen from being able to protect your family from a home invasion. It stops you from being able to prevent a, a mass destruction. It stops you from having any type 
it, it basically sets you up to be a victim if you're lucky or dead if you're unlucky. And that's the reality, folks. That's where we're sitting now. And this has got to change. The government of California said, we do not believe in the Constitution. You had a majority of its legislators who took an oath, an oath of office that many of us who've served in the military, served in public places, first responders have taken, which is to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, And they have said, yeah, we don't believe in that Constitution, and we're going to alter it. And they started off by doing that by saying there is now no place not, you know, according to Gavin Newsom, he is like the evil Dr. Seuss. Can you protect yourself in a church or a place of worship that is the highest rated area for you to get hit? No. At, At the grocery store? No. At the gas station? No. Nowhere. And... Oh, by the way, we want to bring back a Nazi Germany tactic of you now have to post signage that the government has not created that says you can enter a building carrying concealed. The whole purpose of concealed carrying was nobody knew. Kevin, what are you hearing on the streets? Well, obviously, there's there's a lot of frustration. And I, I think to your uh, initial point there, I think a lot of these politicians are really just hoping that uh, their constituents have a, a short-term memory or or no memory at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, you know, you might recall uh, when Gavin Newsom was running for mayor of San Francisco, he ran on the promise of cleaning up homelessness in San Francisco. Any idea what homelessness is like today in San Francisco? Does anybody have a home in San Francisco? Well, it, it's certainly not. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not zero. Uh, I think the, the and, and that really ends up ringing true for uh, uh, gun control laws as well. Why are we not asking the question, was the last gun control law implemented effective? Instead, we're asking, how can we fix this new problem? And unfortunately, with SB2, it it's even more contradictory because they're going after the most virtuous and responsible community that the state actually has. You know, these are people that are going through extensive training. These are people who are taking it upon themselves and uh, putting that responsibility on their shoulders to protect themselves and in some cases protect others uh, when, you know, they're not exactly taking up the job of a law enforcement officer where that might be a requirement of the job, even though I, I guess technically um, that's not a technical requirement of, of law enforcement sometimes. But uh, w- what I'm trying to say is is the elimination of a community, uh, we've seen the legislature try to do that just so that they don't have to argue against it anymore. Because how long have we been using this defense in an argument of saying, look, CCW holders are the most responsible people in the community. So if they can't attack them with the same tactics of other gun control laws, they're going to try to eliminate the community so they're not even part of the argument anymore. And that's what SB2 did. Okay, it basically came out and said there's sensitive areas everywhere you can't do you can't carry. And the the community is furious from from what I've heard. Obviously, while the law is just now implemented, there are a lot of questions being asked. Uh, What can I do? What can I not do? There's a lot of questions of whether or not law enforcement is even going to enforce the law, which can be a quagmire and a little bit dangerous to begin with, because at the end of the day, it is a law that was signed by the governor. 
Uh, so there's a lot of potential for missteps here. And guess what, guys? If you're going to defy a law that was signed by the governor, do not think that they won't turn around and make the political argument. Look at how awful that community is. They're breaking the law. That's exactly what they what they do this for. Uh, so, um, you know, there, there's a lot of confusion that we as an organization are trying to clear up. And there are a lot of questions, but there's certainly a lot of frustration over this. And I'm going to, I'm going to say something moving forward on this show. We are not going to use the left's terminology anymore. We are going to teach you not to use it. So, um, unfortunately, the media has permeated this idea of gun control. Gun control is what you do on a range. Gun control is what you do in a shooting. It's how you control the firearm to do what it was designed to do as a tool. What we lack in this state of California is crime control, folks. We no longer go after criminals. We have elevated them above the law abiding. What the the left loves to do, we're going to call it. It's called erasing the Constitution, discounting the Constitution, replacing the Constitution, creating a very constitutional crisis we're in. Do not keep repeating their rhetoric. We're not going to do it. I wanted Kevin to put it out there. He did that today on the show, and thank you, Kevin, for doing it, because it just shows you how easy we, it is for us to use their terms. We're not using their terms. Folks, they are trying to grab our firearms. They're trying to seize control of us as a population. The governor said he wanted to ostracize us, and he and his cronies are doing everything they can to do that. If you do not think you're in a war zone, you are. Here's the simple fact, and I know this may be sensitive for some people, but the October attack by Hamas in Gaza didn't just become an idea the morning of on that October. That was an idea, a plan that was well executed, years in the making. Tunnels didn't suddenly appear. Munitions didn't suddenly get stacked. People didn't suddenly spontaneously get trained. That was well orchestrated. The assault on the Second Amendment community, the assault on law-abiding Californians, the safest people with firearms, both surveyed and proven by the Department of Justice in this state and by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, not just for a year, not just for a couple of years, for decades, decades, folks. Not one mass casualty incident in this state has ever been attributed in any way, shape, or form to a CCW holder. Ever. And yet, we're the ones that the government of this state are going after, trying to put behind bars, trying to discount, trying to remove from the very fabric of this state when we are responsible for stopping these mayhem. And then instead, what the state of California wants to do is let go multiple offenders, multiple times people have raped, assaulted with a deadly weapon, used various instruments. Um, of violence inappropriately, oh, let's let them out while we come after us. Folks, this is the time where you got to sit there and say, you have lost it. You are certifiable, and you can't be in office anymore. And we need to get rid of these people. And that has to be something that has to be the number one discussion outside of telling your family you love them, you know, having a good time with the people you hang out with has to be, now's the time to act. Kevin, this we're going to continue on this, but it's not just this attack on law binding. It's attack on our families. Like if you look at some of the legislation, it's designed 
to remove the protections to keep your family safe when evil attacks. Well, yeah, I mean, while you're on the crime control topic, it is worth noting, if you're ever wondering if CCW holders are a net positive for society, uh, look at the crimes that they've committed versus the crimes that they've stopped. The CDC used to produce a a statistic uh, that stated nationwide CCW holders uh, stopped uh, or or deterred up to 3 million crimes per year. Uh, so th- this is a community that has intrinsic value to our society. And if you're wondering whether your elected officials actually want you to be safe, they are trying to remove a huge net positive in our society. Yeah, and I think it's important. I, I met with someone over the holidays who said, you know, I don't feel responsible enough to carry a firearm. But the fact that you and other people I know can't scares the crud out of me because I always felt safe because you people were in the room. And that is a level of safety that was removed by the very person that takes an oath to give it to you, the governor of this state and his legislators. We'll be back on Firing Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle Pistol Association. And with me today is my good friend and colleague, Kevin Small, who is the Director of Grassroots and Advocacy for our organization. And we're talking to you about the constitutional crisis that's been created, where we now have judges who have sided with the governor, who said, yeah, it might not be unconstitutional, but who cares? Let's decide this over the next six months to a year. And we we spent the last two segments talking about this attack on the law abiding, but now I'm going to talk about the attack on the family, the families of the law abiding. And when I look at family, I look at, um, you know, your significant other, your spouse, and then your, your offspring, and then that collective unit. And, you know, one of the things, um, and I know some of you veterans out there will be able to identify with it. Some of you in uh, first responder agencies will be able to, as I'm sure some others will. And that is this idea that often organizations have rules that can create conflict within a family, can create a situation where, um there can be not a really good time in the family. And that is usually created by things like, you know, if you're on a base and your spouse does something dumb, you get dinged and it can cause you not to get rank. And, you know, you look at that. But what this is, is it's heinous, folks. And I'm going to start off with one of the proposed pieces of legislation. They've tried a couple times. It looks like they're bringing it back this year. And it goes like this in the basics. Someone comes into my house in the middle of the night. I'm not home because I'm up in Sacramento representing you. And my wife goes to run and grab one of the two pistols inside of our bedroom. She's going to grab the one closest to her. So she's on my side of the room. She grabs mine. She uses it lawfully, lawfully. 
The district attorney says, this was a good shooting. You saved your life. Thank God. I'm happy. Thank God. I come home. I get arrested. Why? Because I didn't have control of my firearm. Now, I want you to hear this, this logic out. This is the logic of the left. Well, sorry, Rick. That was your firearm. And you, well, you didn't have control of it. Okay, wait. Stop. It's my firearm? That's funny because if my wife decided to divorce me, that's community property. Oh, wait. That was bought with shared money. Like it's shared property under one side of the law, but now they want to create this exemption so they can arrest me. That shows you, Kevin, just as one point of how they're trying to divide a family on the subject of firearms ownership. Well, yeah, I mean, contradictions in uh, anti-Second Amendment legislation um, shouldn't be the biggest surprise, but they certainly evident there. Even aside from that, you know, the the blatant um, effort to deter people to be able to save their own lives. Uh, you shouldn't be punished because your wife was able to save her own life. I, I think that's what ends up getting muddled down in these conversations. We're talking about life and death here. So why is it that you're going to be punished because somebody else decided to break the law, come into your home and threaten that life that, that shouldn't, shouldn't even be a discussion. Kevin, I, I think one of the problems that we're, we're looking at that we really need to drill down in is, you know, you have 1384 that allows them to bring cameras into people's houses if you're a home FFL or, you know, and that has created all sorts of issues because, you know, in one circumstance, I know the wife is a nurse practitioner and does a lot of her work from the same kitchen that the husband does the FFL business from, which means now you have HIPAA violations. And the answer from DOJ was, well, go rent another office. Well, obviously, the reason they didn't rent another office is it may not be available in their area. Um, it may not be fiscally um, feasible. And so it forces one of those two spouses to give up their job, which will create conflict in any family. Um, and it's not being done internally. It's being done externally by a state who is, by the way, once again, going bankrupt because it can't raise revenues. Well, if you remove half the revenue from a family, that also adds to the deficit. And But more importantly, it's dividing a family. Well, yeah, and it's not even a, a matter of whether or not it's allowed. It's, it's being... Uh, enforced it as mandatory. Uh, if you are an FFL, you need surveillance cameras of a certain quality uh, to meet the standards of Senate Bill 1384. And you need to be able to store that data for up to a year, because I'm sure that the Department of Justice just has so many people twiddling their thumbs that will be able to go over a year's worth of surveillance footage from every FFL in the state uh, so, I mean, the requirements here are a little bit ridiculous on its face. But, yeah, you also have to think about an age of social credit scores uh, that our state government is coming into. Uh, a lot of these families who who run FFLs out of their house now have to think about, well, is is law enforcement and the government going to be privileged to our conversations at the dinner table? Are they going to now know and see that we pray every night? Uh, what, what our aspirations are? This is, this is much more sinister even than just the firearms portion of it. Yeah. I think this is one of the, you bring up a key point that people aren't thinking about is like, 
You know, there are a lot of businesses that people may not like. There's businesses like, hey, I may not like that people sell cigarettes. I may not like that people sell alcohol. I may not like that people sell cosmetics, whatever that may be, from a home or from a small business. We don't put cameras in to monitor them 24 hours. And again, folks, had cameras been at home FFLs, this wouldn't have stopped anything. This is not being done to protect you and keep you safe. If you're out there and like, ah, I don't know if I'm, I'm pro 2A or not pro 2A, I, I don't really care. I think what you need to realize is this is government intrusion well belong beyond anything that George Orwell ever conceived of in 1984. This is just absolutely nothing short of being pure evil coming into the home. And it does, that evil doesn't stop there. You have a governor that took a single toy. I want to point this out. A single toy he cherry picked, ran up and said, Oh my gosh, look, somebody put out a toy that says, Hey, get your AR 15 and go have a good time. Da, 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 and use that to remove all advertising, killed college scholarships nationwide to the state for youth that had joined the sports. I want you to think about something. A few weeks ago, there was someone who used a baseball bat in Chicago, a baseball bat. Now, if we were being equitable, our governor would have got up with a baseball bat and said, that's it, no more Little League. No more Little League, no more high school baseball. In fact, California Angels, you're out. L.A. or L.A. Angels now, you're out. Dodgers, you're out. Everybody, you're gone. Because you know what? Baseball is a violent sport. Okay. I assume that most people in California would have lost their everything on that. It's the equivalent idea. But as a result, Kevin, you know as well as I do, California has produced more Olympic champions than the vast majority of states in this union, and yet that is being systematically dismantled by this governor because he hates the culture of people who own firearms and lawfully participate in the sports that come from that. But and and but that's not even necessarily the process by which they're putting these things forward. I mean, that's assuming that they have a good data sample of straw purchases or illegal activities at these home FFLs uh, or box stores, and they don't. So this and you know I'm always reminded uh, when I see laws like this. If you remember uh, the Avengers movie where. Uh, Captain America is looking at Tony Stark and he says, every time somebody tries to end a war before it started, people die. Innocent people die. And then he, he really hones in his eyes and he says, every time. These laws really remind me of, of, of that quote because what they're doing is they're coming out here and saying, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take away your constitutional rights and that's going to protect you from future crimes. The only problem is they don't have any evidence with laws that they've put in place prior to this. Actually, it's quite the opposite. The laws they put in place prior to this obviously didn't work if they're still claiming that there's a problem, but they don't even have evidence that the problem comes from there in the first place. So I think it's really time for people to just start seeing through these lies and we need to spread this information that they don't actually have the data they claim to have and the reasoning that they have to implement these laws in the first place. As we move into this final segment, when we come back after the break, I want all of you to realize what Kevin and I are going to be talking about in this final segment is the hypocrisy. And that hypocrisy starts with what Kevin was just saying. 
According to them, the data set says, oh, we're going to protect you because you know what? This is a safe, a safe state. You have nothing to worry about, nothing to fear. You don't need a, a CCW. You don't need firearms. You don't need law enforcement. You don't need any of that stuff because you know what? It's safe, Kevin. It's safe for you to go anywhere from the bottom of our border with Mexico to the top of Oregon from the Nevada border and Arizona border to the Pacific. And yet these are the Yahoo's that have armed CHP officers and private security protecting them 24-7, walking with them across the streets in Sacramento, driving around, doing things. They have armed security people with the very firearms to protect them from the general public that they tell us is safe, and we don't need those firearms. That is the ultimate hypocrisy. They work for us, not the other way around. We'll be back on Firing Line Radio. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. Patriots, this is Rick Travis, your legislative director for the California Rifle Pistol Association. Along with me today, I'm happy to have Kevin Small, who is our director of grassroots and advocacy. And we're discussing the constitutional crisis that we've ended up in 2024, the battle ahead why you need to keep faith, and why you need to stand vigilant with us and to fight this and spread the word. No more, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, this is so draining. No, this should tick you off, folks. I mean, if I could say it more strongly on radio, I would, but I can't. So respecting the station, just know there's a lot of emphasis in the, behind the word tick off. Um, straight up. This is a situation right now that, you know, they're coming after the families we've talked about. They're coming after your kids. They're coming after all of us as law-abiding citizens. They're going light on the criminal behavior. They're driving us in debt. We have a lot of great candidates, but it is now going even a step further. Economics. So they've screwed up the economics of the state. I think it's it's safe to say, no matter where you are politically affiliated, that when I say we went from 30-plus billion dollars just a couple of years ago in surplus, and we're now nearing the $70 billion in the red, uh, Houston, we have a problem, to quote Tom Hanks. So we do have a problem, Sacramento, 
And now they want to put that problem in your own backyard. And what I mean by that, and folks, um, I'm going to name some companies out and you need to do your own homework. But, you know, we're sponsored by a group called CCW Safe. And I just want to put this out there. They didn't ask me to do this. They didn't ask me to say a word, but I'm just going to say it. CCW Safe, folks, was the first organization that I know of that came out and said, despite the changes in Senate Bill 2 in California, we will stand by all of our people have CCW safe. And that's what we're going to do. Folks, they are standing with us. I carry CCW safe. And the reason is because they didn't leave California. They didn't get ready to jettison. Many of you know what I'm talking about. Um, there's other companies that are, are leaving Californians in the lurch. They're saying, well, maybe, maybe not. Will we protect you if you get in trouble? CCW safe is like, there's a thing called the U.S. Constitution, and we're going to stand with you. And they need our support. We need their support. Not only that, but CCW safe isn't just there for the, the criminal and civil trial, they're there for the mental health issues after a shooting, if you ever had to do that, which I hope none of us ever have to. But if you end up in that situation, they're there in a myriad of ways, and they protect your family because, yes, they believe in family, unlike the legislature. So, Kevin, one of the areas that I'm really seeing is we got Senator Blakespear, no friend to our community, a stooge of the governor, who is going out there and saying, they want insurance on all your firearms. And she's trying to sell this as like, well, why would you have insurance on your car, Kevin? You have, you have insurance on your car. So you should have insurance on each and every single firearm. And to a lot of you out there, well, well, is that really wrong? I want you to think about this. That is a backdoor firearms registry because they're trying to do that. And the second thing is they're trying to do is, Already, this state is so anti-insurance, other than the state insurance. Look to the fire, what's happening in fire. All the big companies have moved out, and it's already been proven that the state equivalent, which costs a whole lot more than what you previously had and covers a whole lot less, and is backed by a state that is, again, $68-plus billion in debt. So how much money do they really have, and when are you going to get that payment to rebuild your house? Uh Folks, they now want you to carry insurance, and there's talk amongst the insurance companies that if she gets this across, Kevin, you won't be able to get housing insurance if you're a gun owner. You won't be able to have an umbrella policy that covers your cars, your house, and everything else to protect your your future and your retirement if you're a firearms owner. Again, this is an attack on a family. Yeah, it is big time, and I guess to be honest, they're, they're kind of attacking the family on all fronts with the insurance. They're driving insurance company after insurance company out of the state, regardless, just with all the regulations that they're making them follow. But this is certainly another one. Let's not forget that, uh, this is modeled after a failed policy from San Jose. Uh, you know, it, it, literal insanity because they continue to try the same thing over and over again with, with different results. But, San, I mean, this has been a, a, a law in San Jose for over a year, uh, and we've seen nothing of it. They were supposed to set up a nonprofit to intake the money because they couldn't call it a tax, right? 
and and then they were going to start enforcement, but we haven't seen any of that. The fact is there's no infrastructure for them to do this. This is just another button that they're going to put on their display that they can press uh, to attack the Second Amendment community whenever they feel like it. It's another looming thing that they're going to hold over your head so that if they feel like it in that moment to prosecute you, they're going to have the means to do it. Uh, this isn't something that's going to save lives. It's not going to protect anybody. It's just going to make life harder for everybody and ultimately put that threat of jail time over your head. And, you know, you would think that after this show, People driving at home, maybe have cracked open a bottle just to numb the pain of this show today, have said, oh, my gosh, could it get any worse? Rick, you're killing me. Kevin, we're talking. And yet, yes, they're not done. Because now it comes down into the house itself. And firearm storage, we are all familiar. When you buy a firearm, you got to sign a thing. Yes, I have a safe. Yes, I use a safe. Yes, I do this. Kevin, you have been fighting on the local level, city after city after city, local firearm storage laws. But, you know, is there any restriction on, hi, I'm the member of a gang or a criminal element on, excuse me, Mr. Criminal or Ms. Criminal, where did you, or however you identify, where did you store your firearm on route to go rob Kevin's house and do the home invasion? No. But now, Kevin, just calling you out, you got small kids. You're being told, oh, you have to keep all your firearms in a safe. Oh, and if Blake Spear and others get their way, not only do they have to be in a safe under a lock, which is a delay for you to get to your firearm, the firearm must be unloaded in the safe under the lock, which means you have to put the pieces together. Oh, wait, and we also want a lock system that doesn't allow you to use the firearm that was in the lock safe to come out. Holy crap. Kevin, we're talking in the dead of sleep when any of us first wake up and it takes us a few seconds to figure out how to navigate to our own bathroom, which was the reason we woke up in the night, or because the dog needs to go out, we have to remember how to get to the, the door to let the dog out in the backyard, or whatever it may be. We all know that you don't just magically wake up and are completely alert. And so in an unalert state when you're being attacked, could you please take an extra 3.7 minutes to give the criminal the advantage? What am I going to do? The team that's coming to kill me is coming down the hallway. Excuse me, time out. The legislature said you're going to play fair. That's never going to happen. They're setting us up to be dead. I'm not even going to say the word victim. They're trying to get us killed. Yeah, and it, and it's not it's not just this law. It, it's law after law after law, and this is just another one <clears throat> on that pile. You know, I I actually came across a very sad story. Uh, not to mention the firearms, but law enforcement in general. If you don't even own a firearm, this is kind of one of the things that we advocate for uh, during the defund the police movement. Uh, I, I came across a video of a girl who had a call into nine one one. And the uh, the operator basically had to tell this girl, "Sorry, we don't have anybody. Uh, we don't have anybody in your area. We don't have anybody else working in the in the immediate area. You're kind of on your own." This girl was calling because her ex boyfriend was trying to break into her house, and she ended up getting beaten uh, by him. You know, and, and this is a reason why we say, "Put your life in your own hands. Train with a firearm, and be able to protect yourself." 
But at the end of the day, when the laws like these pass, how are you even going to be able to do that? Uh, when though I, I can I can certainly tell you, in, there are situations where those seconds matter. Uh, I've I've been in one of them recently, and they certainly do matter. They matter for your mental health within that situation, uh, and they and that could affect the lives of those around you. Uh, this is the kind; these are the kinds of laws that we need to fight hardest against. Because uh, you know, at this point, for somebody who does have that firearm, who's done everything correctly uh, in in their life to be able to protect themselves and the ones and the loved ones around them, we can't let the legislature take that uh, ability away from us. So, folks, as we, I want to thank you first, Kevin, for being on today. As we move forward this year, until this constitutional crisis is resolved, Firing Line Radio is making a commitment. This is week one of the law abiding being held hostage by the governor's office. We are now being held hostages by a corrupt government. And that as a government, we have an opportunity to unseat this march. It is your job to start to get to know. Go to CRPA.org. We're telling you what candidates that we're endorsing because we have fleshed them out. We have looked at their voting records. We've got them on record of where they're going to be at. But, folks, the power of the vote has to be exercised. Do not worry about scandals with elections. We're going to be front and center on that with our our groups. And remember, as always, be safe, shoot straight, and fight back for your rights. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM 590, the answer.